0: Bye. Um. Welcome to Small Town Shenanigans, episode number three, titled Sportsmanship. We will let you be the judge of that. The main character in these three stories is Brian Burns. We are going to talk about three of the stories that kind of were the birth, in my mind, of this podcast, and I'm glad we're getting to them. Um, I want to ask Brian Robinson. Oh, so today is our guest is Brian Robinson. We're going to refer to him as Robbie. He's been in the middle of a lot of these stories from the time we were kids and kindergarten and up. So he will be a recurring guest. Brian Robinson, welcome. And would you like to touch base a little bit on the sportsmanship of the third party on this podcast today?
1: Well, he's always had a little tough go of sportsmanship. The kid never liked to lose ever. I mean, anything.
2: Tiddlywinks, you name it, he hates to lose. I hated to lose. You tell me anyone who enjoys losing. You tell me anyone who says, you know what, I manage to like losing. Okay, so let's just take that off the table. No one likes to lose. And number two, what you just said there was that you instigated me, and that's what that, that's what happens. And you'll see in the stories that we're talking about today, there wasn't there was always an instigator. Okay, It wasn't just me kind of creating this whole. Scenario: There was always someone instigating me, and this is how I responded. So, th- so let's just let's just kind of set the stage here a little bit before we really start <laughs> casting stones at me.
0: <laughs> casting stones. So, <laughs> so, you were, so you essentially were a victim again. Is what we're
2: trying, what we're, we're getting to here. So you know, this one. Is I'm not saying I was a victim. I'm not saying I'm a victim. I'm just saying there's always someone that was poking the bear. Okay. Uh, there's always okay. someone poking the bear.
0: Well, I know the first one to poke the bear was our principal, and he was. The referee in your first basketball game, and I think we need to start out that story with him, and I think we need to describe him a little right now. We talked about in the last episode when he gave you the paddles, the paddle, 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 and then you found out, mm. you told him and you knew what he had done, and that was the end of that. So this guy was, he had long black hair that was slicked back, and he had a can, I always remember it in his office, He had a can of lard and he would take his hand and dip it in there and he would grease his hair back. And, um, and then he had black plastic glasses and he had a lease. He always had that purple leisure suit with, uh, his pants were always about three inches too short, which he had his white socks always showed. His shoes were always nicely shined. Um, he was, he was proud of what the, the job he did and he, one of his signature moves was when he would get serious, his glasses seemed to slide a little bit down a little bit. He would extend his arm out, he would bend his arm back towards himself, his index finger would go to the brim of his glasses, and he would push them up. And what would he say, Brian Robinson? We favorite, say,
1: well, his favorite what the thing I remember about him
0: most as a kid, you'd be all standing
1: in line, and you you know, you'd start visiting with your buddy or jabbing him in the ribs or something. And he'd go, That's two burns that's two winner that's three Robinson and if you got three you're going down to that office that was no good you didn't want to be any part of that office he ran a tight ship there at that school
2: I say that the way you described was probably pretty, pretty I mean it's pretty close I'd say that he was like a combination um between Fred Flintstone and Pat Riley okay so you see if you look at like if you put those two together, because I remember when I saw Pat, first time I saw Pat Riley, right, Los Angeles Laker coach, and he had that hair slick back. I'm like, hold on a second. We were talking about basketball here, and the guy that I had a lot of basketball run-ins with was the principal, and he had his hair done the same way. And when he would push his, he would take his finger and push his glasses up on his nose like that. Um, I don't think it was always because the glasses were sliding down. I relate it to, like, when your mother called you and she used her middle name. Your middle name. That means she's serious. So when I saw him look at me and he would sweep that hand and slide them glasses up to the top of his nose, I knew he was serious and he was upset with me. So I think it was kind of a signature move, but I also think it meant something. It was, was, you know, it it had meaning. It wasn't just a motion to get the glasses to the top. So... Um he he was he was a very interesting guy and he was he was a guy that was a big part of everyday life in grade school and I see, think when we talk about small town shenanigans growing up in Cutback, he was a big part of it grade kindergarten all the way through seventh grade. Absolutely, and he was so
0: he was your guys' Brian Robinson Robbie was telling me the other day that he was actually your guys' basketball coach in sixth grade. Um do you wanna tell us a little bit about that, Robbie?
1: Yeah, he was demonstrating some moves and stuff just I remember, especially in the end of Jeffrey's school. And I remember he was showing us how to do the pivot. Well, great coach Willie DeGroote was in the gym, if you remember right, Brian. Yep. And I remember uh, our coach was showing us how to do the pivot. And Mr. Brian Burns wanted to get his two cents in and says, that's not how you do a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry kind of pushed his glasses up with that middle finger and- he kind of looks around and he goes, Who are you telling me to do that? Well, about that time, the group show comes down and demonstrates how to do the correct pivot. And Brian Burns is looking at him, clicking his heels, and going, I told you so. You know, that's Brian Burns, though. He's always got to, got to let
2: the coach know he was right. Does, do you well, remember
1: something? About Brian uh, oh, or? I
2: remember it. He was, anyone doesn't know what a pivot is in basketball? our Coach slash principal was doing short little choppy moves, right? So, about, about every three inches, chop, 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 all the way around, right? He says, This is how you do a pivot, and short chops. I'm like, I, I disagree, I don't think that's how you do a pivot. And so, we got into a little argument, and the head basketball coach, well, he wasn't the head guy at the time, but he was a basketball legend, Cup Hank, Willie, the group came in, and he saw that he was doing pivots. He says, Well, let me step in here and show you. Now, he didn't see the way that he was doing it prior to that, right? He just happened to come in, we're doing pivot. He comes in, he shows a pivot, and guess what? It wasn't little choppy moves. It was just swinging it around. And I no Brian, you have to admit I didn't say anything, right? I just looked at our principal, gave him a little tip of the tip of the hat. <laughs> I <think laughs> and I think that's where the rivalry started. Because I remember you you had those little
1: goggles uh, that you wore during basketball, so you started to jump snap like he did his
2: glasses. So
0: I, mean, <laughs> I guess you're the tip of the cap. Of- <laughs> did you really push up your glasses like he did?
2: I just gave him a head nod, tip
0: of the hat, and pushed the glasses up. So you think that's where the that's where you need the rivalry
2: started, or it did it start before that? I mean, you were getting paddled before sixth grade, weren't you? Yeah, I think I think this whole thing started a long time ago. I can't remember put my finger on what it happened. I just know that it happened, <laughs> and it happened heavy and hard. Well, let's get into
0: this this first story. So this this moves into uh, seventh grade. It was um, Brian Burns' very first official basketball game, and our principal he had a lot of hats. So on this day, he was the referee, and he his 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 uniform was very tight, and he had a he had a pretty good sized rear end on him. Um, I mean, everything, <laughs> everything was tight. I mean, tight. And, uh, so he had, I think he used the same shoes, those dress shoes that he had with his leisure suit. I think he used that with his, with his uniform, but I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and let you tell the story. And then we're going to let, let Mr. Robinson chime in there a little bit.
2: Okay. So here's what happened. We're in the gym in folks from cupping, you know, H.E. Davis, this kind of, this gym is like. Hoosiers right do you remember the scene in Hoosiers where the, the fans were on top of them right kind of bleachers all the way around the top that can look down and then there's bleachers down below. So this is a classic 1920s built gym right it's old school and this is where they had that this you know this is where they had the seventh and eighth grade games This is our seventh grade game and I can't really remember what was going on in the game but I know that um, I didn't think that I was getting calls right? <laughs> At seventh grade, I was, I was just trying to come into my own. Well, guess who wasn't giving me these calls? It happened to be our principal, okay? Well, you kind of pushed it a little bit, just a little too far, called a foul. And I had seen it I seen it on TV a couple times before, but I figured out what I'm going to do is I'm just going to rocket that ball off the floor and see how high she will go. So <laughs> you could almost hear the air coming out of the room when I did that, right? So I <laughs> bounced the ball, and it went to the top. And, I mean, uh, that's about probably what? i don't know 50 feet it's pretty high and i don't know if it hit the ceiling but i tell you what it was up there long enough where the air came out of the room and we were always waiting for that ball to come down and so she came down and he called a technical foul on me which was fair i think that that's probably deserving of doing something like that well i was very angry still i mean the, the anger was still in me and he was standing right underneath the bucket and if you know, a lot of gyms across the country, they'll have, like, a pad at, the, at that wall, you know. So if you're running back and forth, there's a pad underneath the basket. So if you're running—well, he was standing right in front of that. And he looked at me, and I had that ball in my hand. And by God, if he didn't take that middle finger and slide them glasses up on his head, right after he called that technical foul, he slid it right up Body. the nose— and he knew that that he knew that that was going to just tip me over the top. Okay, here's the instigator part we talked about earlier. He cool. saw, he looked at me. He had already called the technical, had the ball. He looked at me, kind of came again, gave me a nod, took that finger and slid them glass straight to the top. And I took that ball and I reared it back and I rocketed it right at his head. I was probably just inside the free throw line in the, in the top of the key, and I threw her just about as hard as I could. And he saw her coming. And he leaned off to the side, and uh, that ball hit that hit that pad, and it echoed. And now we got our second gasp out of the gym. So the first gasp it was when the ball went up. Second gasp after I threw that ball at his head, missed him. Okay, so no one got hurt. Missed him, hit the, hit the pad, and that noise echoed throughout the gym. And that was it. He took that finger, kind of gave her a wave around, and I said, that's enough, Mr. Burns. You're out of here. So I got ejected. So my first seventh-grade basketball game ended in me um, – in the showers just a little bit early. <laughs> so, did you the, the next day in school,
0: or or the next few days? Did did you guys have words at all? Do you remember if you saw him? Did you guys
2: talk at all? Well, we had, you know, fortunately, we had, a, we always we talked quite a bit in grade school. <laughs> it was usually down in his office, okay, and it was usually always trying to correct me on something. But I don't think anything ever came of it after that because um, he had a stage. He had a big stage, big audience. Like I said, there was instigation going on in my eyes that, you know, that if he would have just left her alone, we could have just let her sit. But he knew it. Pushed my buttons at this point, seventh grade. We had a lot of run-ins with each other. And he said he triggered me. He instigated it. And we really didn't go into depth with after that. But Maybe he just triggered you. I don't know. Maybe he's a little bit of
0: both. Heck, I don't know. But uh, we, uh, I want to transition really quick before we get to our next two. Um, we definitely have a great sponsor for this show and I'm going to, I'm going to let Brian uh, Burns go ahead and run with it.
2: Well, I think after, you know, three episodes, we've had, um, great response from sponsors and, you know, it's not always monetary stuff. It's sometimes they can, you know, offer to help us out in any way we need to kind of promote our show. But the sponsor that for this episode, episode three, uh, Burns boys, small town shenanigans is, uh, Los Polos Hermanos. Okay, it's a Mexican restaurant, Mexican food. Some of the finest Mexican food you'll have. Los Pollos Hermanos. And it's the most authentic Mexican food that you'll find in the state of Montana. It's more closely rated anywhere else. And um, I thought that that was fitting. You'll also notice that uh, coming in second place, um, it's really jockeying to get in there, and, and I think that you know, I think they eventually will is... Uh, the Morningwood Lumber Company. And that's on North Reserve Street there in Missoula, Montana. They're just trying to get their way in, and I think they will. But we're always going to list the top two just because we think it's important not only to say the one who won out and is the official sponsor, which in this episode is Los Bolos Hermanos uh, Mexican Restaurant. Number two is Morningwood Lumber Company. All right. I love it. So we're going to transition now into
0: the second story which i'm gonna let brian robinson do a little setup on this this is now we're moving from seventh grade into eighth grade and brian burns was wrestling and uh robbie i want to i want you to talk a little bit about his season and what kind of a wrestler he was all right mr burns see this kid loved wrestling i mean his,
1: his uncle was state champion i mean the Ellerts are big wrestlers, and Brian loved to wrestle. He wrestled 98 pounds in junior high. Was it 95 or 65? It was 95. mean 95. <laughs> 65. All right. So Brian Burns, he was undefeated all year. I mean, he had just got it. You're taking control. One tournament in Canada. He just having this stellar year. And uh, be honest with you. I didn't know if he was going to play basketball or wrestle He was having a hard oh, time. I didn't know
2: that we were going to tell this story. Okay. Oh, go ahead. yeah. I know where you headed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go yeah. ahead.
1: So, <laughs> so, you know, he's going in, and we got divisional tournaments coming up. I mean, this is the holy grail for junior high. So, the tournament starts going on. We have to travel to Browning, Montana. Well, you know, we'd wrestled up there a few times and stuff, and it was, Bum- it was a it was a very intense environment up there, wasn't it? Was it was a very intense environment. Jim was full, Saturday, you know. Well, mm-hmm. Brian was wrestling for first or second. And he'd already beaten this kid, pinned him like a week before, so. Was it a Kimmich kid? Yeah, there was a Kimmich kid out of Shelby. <laughs> 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 and, and Mr. Burns and him, he'd already wrestled him. He's had some
0: issues with the kid earlier. The <laughs> wait, wait, was, wait, wait. What issues did they have?
1: Well, Brian didn't like his haircut. <laughs> Let's let's talk about that a
2: little bit. Well, he had a little. What was it? A ponytail. He had a little ponytail. No, that wow. was not a little ponytail. It was one of those cut. It, it, they call them little tags, right? Okay, so you cut your hair normal, and then you have a little piece. You have a little tiny piece of hair comes right down the back. It's about probably an inch, inch and a half, and it goes down probably three or four inches, and it's cut back there. And he, okay, I didn't know that this story was going to come out. By the way, okay, but that's <laughs> fair. I think I think it's consistent with the. Thing Can you right? handle it? <laughs> okay, so here's what happened. You, set sta- you, set stage- you set the stage. you set the stage. You set the stage fine, okay? So we're in the championship match. And one thing that you have to remember was I had a lot of buy, you know, the first couple of rounds I didn't have to wrestle. So I was up there in the top of this gym eating Skittles and Snicker bars and whatnot. So anyway, we funneled down to this championship match, right? Me and me and the uh Mr. Kamet, right? We're just gonna say it. So we're wrestling and Starts out and it's really you know no one's really scoring a point. Well, so he scores a point. And he starts to stall. Okay, anyone that's wrestled understands that stalling. He just got behind me, he had his arms around my waist, and, and didn't let me move. And he was just going to try and wind her on out. Okay, and I, I was getting a little frustrated. And he had his head like right on my hip. Okay, he had his arms around my waist and his head right on my hip right there. And so I'm trying to think. You know, we've talked about fight or flight. So I'm trying to think of what can I do because I really get, you know, really starting to get angry here. So I look down there on the hip and I see that little, that little piece of hair or whatever they call those things. And I get a grabbed a hold of it, got a good hold of it. It was just about about as long as the by width of my hand, so it fit in there good. So I give her one yank up and another yank up, and I yank her up just enough so I can get his neck got exposed for me. And uh, and this is in the 80s, right? So anyone that knows anything about um, Rowdy Roddy Piper or the <laughs> Bulldogs or Hulk Hogan or Jesse the Body Ventura has seen this move a hundred times, right? I took my elbow and I just dropped it right it's square in the back of his neck. And down he went. And, uh, you know, so they stopped that, right? So they had an official stop. And the official decided that um, that the, the match was going to be for forfeit just the match okay so i lose the match and which you know whatever yeah, it's probably right thing right call so then uh, when you wrestle you to have a little band around your ankle it's either red or green and that's how they keep track of the score so at the end of the match we have to take these these uh things off our ankles and give it to the official so uh Kim it, Look, he was looking right across from me, and he was smirking, because it was was the week before that. I think I pinned him real quick, right? And so that kind of set me off. I took that little uh, ankle bracelet, and I just tossed it in the official's face. Now, the official didn't really have anything to do with it. He just happened to be there. So I threw it into his face. Now I'm disqualified from the tournament, and they take all my points away from me. So...
1: Now, at this time, the whole Browning crowd, the, all, all the fans are booing. And I mean, the Browning, you know, they're way up there and they're starting to boo, and I'm I'm doing my best vision quest, like pooch on the sidelines for Burns. I'm, I'm right down there holding his stuff, you know, cheering him on. And I'm just like, oh, we're not going to get out of here alive. Well, this guy, Brian Burns, looks up at all the fans booing him, and he throws a double bird up
0: in the air. <laughs>
2: well that no, was someone instigated that though i think someone t- yeah someone him. was yelling see someone was that's right brian and see how you you say through the double birds okay well i heard someone from up in the stands yell poor sport right i could hear poor your poor sport right and i heard it clear as a bell i looked up i saw him sitting in the stands and i didn't have you, see him when have you set, set fella have you said fella He's sitting up there, looked like Buddha. You know, I've ever seen Buddha, had legs, knees are out. And he's sitting up there. Now, I didn't see him say it, but I'm like, I bet it was this guy here. And I see him look down at me, and he pointed at me. So then I gave him (laughs) double birds. Now, if you remember from that first story, how the air came out of the room in that gym, (gasps) the air came out of the room again. Because when those two fingers went up, you could just (laughs) almost hear the whole just silence. Right? It's like Billy Graham giving a talk in front of you know the LA Coliseum and said something so profound that everyone just stops. So that's what happened. And what I'll say about this, that's something I have I couldn't take it back. And there's a little area where there's a little warm-up area. So I had to, that was the longest walk. I could talk about the Green Mile. I had to walk from that mat over to where I can get some cover because at 95 pounds, it's a championship match. I'm the first one because they wrestled all the young, lightest all the way through to the heaviest. So I had to go find a place to hide while everyone else wrestled. So I bugged on over to that warm-up area, and you could just hear people. And they were tossing stuff down at me. <laughs> um,
1: you know what? I think uh, Clint Ogier, the coach, says, he goes, uh, well, it's going to be a hell, of a, a hell of a trip getting him out of here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, and here I am a strapping 95 pounds. You know, I, I wasn't too imposing looking to everyone else in the gym, and I didn't look at anyone. I just head down, walking towards the warm-up area. And I just had to get out of there because I, I realized that I became bigger, but I, my actions became way bigger than anything else that happened in that gym. And I was a little bit, a little bit—I uh, don't want to say embarrassed, but
0: I needed need to proud
2: recover. proud, proud.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so then, when you, uh, so then, but that's not the best part. The best part is when you get on the
2: bus. Yeah, so we get done wrestling, we get on the bus, um, and we and little I didn't know this part of it, but the the points that I had won throughout the course of the day that they they took away all my points. Um, we ended up losing that tournament by three points. So not only did I lose my match, but our team collectively lost the state championship because my points were taken away. I didn't know that, right? So we get on the bus. I head towards the back of the bus sitting there and our coach got on the bus and it had been a long day, right? And he got to the front and he said, all right, quiet down, quiet down. And then next words out of his mouth was, I have never in my 20 plus odd years coaching ever experienced like anything that I experienced in that gym today. And I didn't even think, I didn't think he was talking about me, right? I just thought, wow. I mean, that's pretty profound statement you know, be coaching that long and something happened there that, that he had never seen before. So I kind of sat up in my seat, you know, take a, take a listen. And the next words out of his mouth was, Brian Burns, what you did in that gym today was the most embarrassing thing that I've ever seen and experienced <laughs> in, re, in a wrestling match ever in a tournament. So then I kind of shimmy down to my seat, right? So I was up, now I, was, I shimmied back down. So the way I looked at it was fair you know my last match because i was gonna play basketball the following year that was my last match um but i will say from Cupping to browning that was the longest 40 miles i had ever ridden in a bus um ever because i was you know that was pretty embarrassing for for me so there we go again someone instigated me to make <laughs> me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, Robbie, what do you remember about after
0: that, right after that happened? Tell us from your perspective um, from that point to get on the bus and the bus trip. Well, as I was down there, I was actually starting to get worried for us a little bit.
1: Went after the coach says, you know, we're going to be damn lucky to get him out of the building. It started making me a little bit, you know, a little tenderfoot out of there. <laughs> he didn't say that, did he? <laughs> I, I was down there. I was holding your, you know, stuff. I, you know, cheering you on. I was ready to. Watch him become the champ, and uh, things just turned sour real
0: fast. You know, they
2: escalated real quick, quick. Things escalated escalated real quick.
0: Yes, they did. So yeah. you, so you talk about you tell me that you think he should have wrestled in high school versus high well,
1: you know, I honestly think if he had won that match, he would have wrestled
2: in high school, I and Coach and almost had him into it. Anyways, I yeah. don't think so. Well, here's here's it had really nothing to do with my skill set right there's just not a lot of 98 pound freshmen right that wrestle so that's a tough spot to fill
0: but i want to say robbie so you okay so you so that happens brian brian walks over to you know cross match throws a couple double, double birds up where were you at after that happened and what,
1: what I happened? i was with- down there like i said i was down there on the match you know i was down there rooting them on you know cheering them up trying to get them through this championship and and I, I would watch the whole thing, you know, I was watching the coaches' faces, and they're going, what the heck is going on? I watched Brian Burns throw the double birds in the air. I watched the crowd react. And, you know, Brian, he, actually, like you did, you know, it was normal, you know, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good old temper tantrum, you losing. The kid hates to lose.
0: So, okay, so uh, now we're going to transition into – all, it's it's really interesting if you think about it. All of these stories, they all kind of have a theme, but I just can't put my finger on it. Okay, so now we go into um, freshman year, golf season. We're going to describe the coaches a little bit. <clears throat> so we got, we're just going to name one of them Dodger and the other one Biddy, okay? Dodger was a good man. He was a math teacher, great teacher. I mean, he, he stayed after school. Him and his wife were... Algebra and oh, math teachers. They stayed after school. They they gave their heart and soul, like no other teacher. They, they and I mean I will tell you what, we had a great math program because of them. And uh, so he was the golf coach. He actually was a pretty good golfer. Um, I I golfed in high school also, and I had a slice for about thirty years after high school golf. So maybe there were some things that were missing in my um, in my tutorials, but nonetheless. Um, Brian Burns was freshman golf. Um, so, so Dodger was a he was a he was a fair guy. He was pretty serious. Um, he was righteous. He always did the right thing. Uh, how would you describe him, Brian?
2: Uh, he was probably one of the most kind people I knew. Right. Very soft spoken. Um, always said something with purpose. I didn't hear him say a, a, a mean word about anybody or anyone else. And he. he you know, he carried a small stick, but he had a, you know, big impact. So, and I didn't know much from anything else. I just knew that I was going to go out for golf my freshman year. He was the head coach. A lot of a lot of my buddies golfed. I wasn't really much of a golfer, but my buddy, you know, it's like, like anyone else not in school, you just went out for every sport, right? So this was golf season. We didn't have it in junior high, so this is my first go at being on a team golfing. So. And I was very fortunate to have him as a coach. So you were, okay, so you were a
0: freshman, and if I remember right, the head coach gave you the option to be number one, the number one golfer on the freshman team, or you could go golf as number five or something with the JV. Is that right?
2: Yeah, that's right. So it was, I could, you know, I was right on the threshold, right? Because they basically, when you practice, you just keep a score, and it's very black and white, right? So you either have a good score or you don't. I was right on the threshold of, of the freshman team or the JV and varsity. So the JV and varsity were going going down to Shelby for a you know golf tournament. And the freshmen were gonna stay in company. Choice was very clear. I'm gonna go Shelby with you guys, right? I wanna go down, I wanted to roll down to Shelby with the varsity. So I had never even golfed in a tournament before. I didn't know how it worked. So we roll down to we roll down to Shelby, get everything set up, and the way that it works is there's four teams there. There's one person from each team gets together, and they go golf around, right? So there's Cup Ink, Shelby, Conrad, and one other school. Four, one person from each team would go as a foursome and go. And, they, you know, they do a shotgun start. So you don't always start on the first hole. We were start, I don't even know what hole we started on, but we, whatever hole we started on, it was a straight fairway, right, right down the middle, and there's two other fairways on each side. Wait, wait, hold
0: on a second. I want to know something. Did you have Carmex? Did you have Carmex or Vaseline in your golf bag in <laughs> high school? That's what I want to know because I know that. These, no, I know these days. <clears throat> I've looked over. I remember. Uh, I remember we were golfing up in Wisconsin, and Ryan, my son, was about ten, <laughs> and he said, he said, um, did you see Uncle Brian? I said, Well, he goes, he's putting uh, Vaseline on that face of that golf on that face of that driver.
2: <laughs> yeah no, this why was, would you this do was that? long before that this was long before that well Vaseline takes that slice away it doesn't put spin on the ball so if you grease up the front of that face of your driver you can swing it you can grab the club as hard as you want and swing as hard as you want and it will not slice okay so the way that I look at that Bill I pay for golf let's say I pay a hundred bucks for a round of golf then I'm not too I don't it doesn't mean nothing to me okay I, I don't want to get upset so oh, I know that right I won't here. slice it I want to enjoy it. If I'm getting paid to golf, it's different. If I'm paying to golf, I, I establish my own rules. Me and Brian Robinson know that. You got a foot wedge yep. and three balls in your pocket. <laughs> but <laughs> we beat some pretty good guys that way. But this is, that's you know, that's 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 down the road. This is my first time to actually compete in golfing, right? Like I golfed a couple of runs, but this is like competition, right? So I got my competitors here, and I'm not that good, right? I'm a freshman. I'm just starting to learn how to do it. So, we get ready, we get dialed up, everyone hits the ball, and I was the last one to hit, so these other, everyone else hits it, they hit a nice, nice drive, you know, I get up there and I'm nervous, anyone who's golfed, and, you know, for the first time, and people are watching, it's nervous, it's, it's very nervous, and so I swing it around, and I smack the ball, and it just, I mean, I think I hit like a foot before the ball, a big divot, I hit the top of the ball,
0: and it <laughs> rolled
2: out probably 30 feet. Very, very embarrassing, right? So, um, we, you know, we all we have to do is take ten or fifteen steps to get to my ball, and they're kind of putting their clubs back. I don't. I just first time I met these guys, so I get out my uh, my I get an iron out, right? Even though we're still quite a ways from the hole, I probably could use a fair, ooh, fairway wood. Get an iron out, and you know my my philosophy was swing as hard and fast as you can. <laughs> So I did that again, took another big divot out, and the ball didn't go much farther. So I'm probably about 50 feet away from the tee box, now my second shot. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to lay into it again. Now listen. Oh, I can see yellow. Okay. I can see red and yellow. Okay? So uh, this third shot has zero chance. Zero. Like, there's no way I'm going to hit this thing well. And I know it. You know, I know I'm up against it. So I give her the oh, and by God, I just clip the top of it, chip the top of the ball, and it kind of does a flip over the top, and now I'm mad, right? I want to show everyone how mad I am. So I take my club, and I throw it as far as I can. I mean, if anyone has ever thrown a golf club before, it just kind of sounds like, and it just went down the fairway, and it, it, it was humming, right? And it bounced around. Did it go it, further? Oh, than the ball? I, oh, I guarantee it went farther than the ball. That that third shot, I clipped the top of it this time. It's, I mean, it was awful. So anyway, I throw it with my club all the way, as far as I can throw it, and then we gather our stuff up. I pick my ball up and we head to the next hole. I don't wait, even wait, wait. That. I don't so know. So there
0: was there was no. I thought there was maybe a little profanity in there too. That,
2: okay. Yes. There's a lot of profanity. Right. That goes along with the. So I was sweatering and cussing and throwing the ball. Well, the guys I was golfing with thought it was hilarious. Okay. They thought it was great. These are these are kids the same age as me, or maybe a year older. So I throw the ball down there, I start cussing, which is was pretty common at the time. I mean I had I had a coach down the road that kind of straightened that out, but I would use a lot of profanities um, <laughs> up until that point. So what happens there is I pick up my ball and we go, but because these guys thought that was funny. It kind of loosened up my game a little bit, right? So from that point on, I had some bad shots, but I was, you know, I, I broke the ice with that. That was my that was my way of breaking the ice. Okay, maybe different for other people, but that's what I did. I threw that club, and uh, it was actually a three iron, and it it would it kind of warped it, so I couldn't <laughs> use it the rest of the day because well, it flexed it hit it- the ground flexed, and then it just it, it wasn't straight. I remember putting it down; it wasn't straight. We couldn't use it. But rest of the day for me was fine. Okay. Yeah. It sounded I mean it sounded like a
0: nice day. You know, that in the Shelby golf course, it's I think it's called Mariah's Valley. Is it down in a kind of a gorge, um, along a river. It's beautiful. There's rattlesnakes all over. It's just a beautiful course. So it sounded like it was a wonderful day after that.
2: As far as I concern, they went rest day went fine. We got then the then you get on the bus. Okay. Yep. Then what? So we get on the bus, uh, you know, I've got to, you know, a long day. Our uh, Ted varsity coach, as I said, the most soft-spoken guy I've ever, I've ever known as far as being a coach like that. Uh, he gets on the bus and he says, um, I have never <laughs> in my life ever seen anything like that in a golf competition. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. What I didn't know was, those two fairways ran side by side. Like, so we were going down this fairway, and uh, the other fairway was going the opposite direction. So all the coaches were golfing on that opposite fairway that was right next to ours. So there was our head coach, and all the other coaches. They were golfing this way. They were. They weren't within. They were right next to us, essentially. When I did this, so he, I had a front row. It, the, those coaches had a front row seat to see me perform like that. <laughs> what I described of throwing my club using profanities and so I didn't know that unbeknownst to me right so he uh, does our coach gets on the bus and says I have never been so embarrassed in all my blah 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 years of coaching golf so I you know I sit up my seat the next word out of his mouth was Brian Burns you will never Golf with the JV of Varsity again. And you'll be literally lucky if you ever golf for Cup, for Cup Bank High School again. So oh, oh, oh. the only thing that was different about that one was there was really no instigator. Okay, so that's, <laughs> that one's on me. Uh, was, well, the, the golf ball, I mean. No, that, that was, was on up. me. <laughs> that was just an experience. Yeah. But, I mean, it was essentially the same speech. Got the the same bus, speech. It was, I mean, it could have been word for word. But they've never seen anything like – so think about this. Let's look at it like this. I, between my eighth grade and freshman year, guys that coached me combined was probably 55 years of coaching. And both of them, I brought them to a point that they had never seen before in coaching. So, you know, kudos. I mean, that's kudos, all right. And then, well, then
0: back up one year, and I bet you're the the referee, the principal – he, probably, I'm guessing he probably never seen anything like that in a game either, right? Where the where the referee had a ball was at his head. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we're talking about we're talking like
2: sixty, seventy years.
0: Never okay. seen anything like it.
2: There's a lot of good stuff in between these incidents you guys are talking about. I mean, we're just going to bring the, you know, usually we talk about some of the good stuff. But these are shenanigans. These are things that, that happen that you may not see in a lot of different places. And it just so happens I happen to be the center of, of these stories. So. Well,
0: I, we got to give you kudos for being such a good sport. I mean, I, these are some, those are some of my favorite stories. Um, and uh, so we're, what do you say, Robbie? We give, give him kudos for, for, for the humility, humility today.
1: Yeah, and it's you know, it's story those stories I've told
0: to other people through the years and they've got a lot of miles from me. So yeah. Kudos <laughs> to you. Oh, I mean I I, did, I literally told those two stories twice this week. So um, they're they're good it's good stuff. They're small town shenanigans and uh, they had to be told. I mean they're just they just had to be told. So it's out in the open. It, it's, uh, it's out in the open. And uh, the the lesson here is be careful of of people that might instigate you, you know, might trigger you because you never know how you're going to react and shame on those people that, shame on the people
2: that trigger us. Here's here's, here's what I'm going to say. If you ever do anything stupid, look around and there's probably someone that instigated it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Find that person,
2: huh? It's right around
1: over there. It's
0: too good, too good. I love it. Well, there might be one more story that we need to tell about Brian Burns' and his sportsmanship, or lack thereof. And it was when he was a senior in high school playing basketball for the Florence Falcons.
2: (laughs) We're slinging pretty hard, aren't we? We're slinging pretty hard.
1: (laughs) His grandparents are coming down and they, they ask me, say, would you like to go watch Brian Burns play a senior night down in Florence? We'll drive down and stay with some family down there. And I go, sure. I was like hanging with Jack and Mary so I get up in the car and we take off to Missoula and uh, Bill Burns was there, senior. Grandma Mary and Grandpa Jack were there and I'm there. And we're watching. I think it was Corvallis they were playing. It was senior night and we watched Brian come out and, you know it was a special deal, it was the last game at home
0: <laughs> was, There's there a lot of a lot of pride i mean there was a lot of family there it was a, it was a it was a very
2: yeah, proud moment they're so proud to seeing their grandson drove all this way to watch him play yeah. just very very proud right four, four, miles, that's a know? 4 or 5 hour drive one way yeah so you know it was it took us all day to get
1: there so we get there and we visit with you a little bit before the game and stuff and, not, but the first quarter, Mr. Burns, gets, he gets a foul called on him, and you can see the red just starting to come out of his ears already. Well, he gets another one, and about that, time, <laughs> and about that time, that ball gets slammed down on that floor. Hours, pops up, and, and he and he gets a, and the he gets teed up. And Mr. Burns flew that F word. And I mean, this gym was completely quiet. There wasn't anybody just watching the spectacle. He is making of himself on the floor. Uh. And I mean, he flies the F bomb. And his grandma looks down at the floor. And I'm looking at her because my Brian says the F word. And everybody in the gym heard him just scream it. And you know, she Mary reached down, she kind of rubs her temples, face. Oh. And I look over at Grandpa Jack, he's kind of got a smirk on his face, didn't say a word. Of course, I wasn't going to say anything. I remember it was probably a little awkward through the where they first spoke. Yeah, <laughs> what's your feeling on it, Brian?
2: Well, you know, I mean, my emotions got the best of me, and at that point, I got pretty good at it. I mean, now uh, we got three or four years in here. You know, I I did bounce the ball. That was kind of my move. <laughs> and that, there's no
0: there's no harm. Think about it. There's no harm with that.
2: It's not hurting. Everyone's anybody. got a signature move, right? Maybe we've seen Michael Jordan had the fadeaway jump, or cream had the sky hook. You know, that was my move. The ball. <laughs> <laughs> <Locking> the ball <laughs> I do I was kind of embarrassed that like Grandma Mary was in there because I remember thinking because uh, that was like I think maybe in one, only one or two games she's out so at, in the back of my mind everyone in this gym has already seen this kind of stuff right she drove <laughs> down for a well I remember like, coming out of the locker room and she goes well Brian boy and I'm like mm. <laughs> she goes I wasn't too proud of you there <laughs> <laughs> using that type of language i said all right fair enough um so you know i didn't know you guys were gonna tell that story either but you can see a theme here i mean i think we can all see a theme poke the monkey poke the bear <laughs> gonna get a banana You're gonna get, gonna get a nugget Okay.
0: oh my god uh well i got it takes a big man to uh to be have humility through all that. So kudos. And, uh, thanks for, thanks for dropping that last story in there, Brian. That wrapped everything up kind of nice. That one, didn't it?
1: Had a little frosting on the cake.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's good uh, stuff. Well, listen, I know that in the next podcast, we're going to get, we're going to get, we're going to get some input from someone else from some, some more shenanigans from Cup bank. And I'm looking forward to it. And we do have another special guest next week. I don't know. Brian Robinson, was our special guest but i kind of felt like you know i kind of got i got poked at today and i'm good with it it's all good clean love with that it's all something to talk about (laughs) it was a it
0: was a bloody one it it definitely was a bloody one we'll run through ours our stories eventually here we definitely want everyone to reach out we want to share your stories too because i'm sure every i mean everyone has stories like this when they're younger And so we definitely want you guys to share those with us. You can um, put those on the social media sites, which is on Facebook and Instagram. It is Burns Boys Small Town Shenanigans for both of those. We'd love to hear your story. If you have a good one, we'll put you on here. We'll do our best to embarrass you and make you feel um, good about yourself and things of that nature. (laughs) But um, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, that wraps up uh, episode number three of Small Town Shenanigans. And remember, every shenanigan must transcend.